started uh, a series called Beyond Belief. It's our stewardship series. I don't want you just to think about stewardship, though, as giving of your money. So I want to give you a definition of stewardship. And I want to, to hopefully uh, plant that seed inside so that you can, uh, well, that the Holy Spirit can help percolate that within this way. Stewardship is the responsible management of everything we can control in our lives. The responsible management of everything we can control in our lives. So for me, that would mean our time, our money, our faith, our service, the way we interact with others. Or like I said in the prayer, in, in the United Methodist Church, we vow when we join this church to, to uh, be loyal to the church, but more importantly, to Christ Jesus through our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. So as we talk about beyond belief, I want you to remember that believing in Jesus Christ is the starting point. It's the starting point of our Christian journey. Our mission as Christ followers, though, goes beyond belief. Our belief can be in our head. We can say, yes, we believe in Jesus Christ. But God doesn't call us to stop there. In, in fact, that is our starting point. God wants us to, to give of ourselves or all that we are to join Christ in the redeeming work that He has for us. So, I want to first go to a couple scriptures that I hope will, will get you started in your thinking this morning. And the first is from Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 10, and I'm going to be using the message. God says, so now Israel, what do you think God expects from you? Just this. Live in His presence in holy reverence. Follow the road He sets out for you. Love Him. Serve God, your God, with everything you have in you. Obey the commandments and regulations of God that I'm commanding you today. Live a good life. I've chosen this, this interpretation for those words. Serve the Lord your God with everything you have in you. See, it's not just a belief. It's just not a mind thing. But it's truly how we live out our lives. So let's continue then by going to James chapter 2. And these are really our, our uh, theme verses. And I've just chosen uh, several selected verses from that chapter. My brothers and sisters, what good is it if people say they have faith but do nothing to show it? Claiming to have faith can't save anyone, can it? Someone might claim you have faith and I have action, but how can I see your faith apart from your actions? Instead, I'll show you my faith by putting it into practice in faithful action. As the lifeless body is dead, so faith without, without action is dead. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, you know, a lot has been happening on my prayer box with my dog, Jack, and it happened again this week. And, oh my gosh, 
As I told you, if we open up ourselves to the work of the Holy Spirit during this series, God is going to be doing amazing things. I was walking, well, I had read in my quiet time, uh, Not a Fan, again, part of the book from Kyle Eidelman, Not a Fan. Instead, he's encouraging us to be followers, all-in followers of Jesus Christ. And he was writing about being interrupted by Jesus. Being interrupted to, to not be so caught up in our own life that we wouldn't allow the Holy Spirit to intervene and work within us. So as I was walking, I said, okay, God, I'm a willing vessel. I want to be interrupted. I'm too caught up in my own stuff. I want to be interrupted. <laughs> Within 20 minutes, I was at the bridge near our house, and there was a young girl standing behind the, the railing of the bridge. I stopped and asked her, are you okay? What do you need? Well, she needed a phone. Hers wasn't working. I didn't have mine with me. I said, what else do you need? I, how can I help you? She just thanked me and shook her head. It was very hard for me to leave her, but I took a step and started walking toward the house. And immediately, I didn't hear an audible voice, but I heard God telling me, go to the house, get Jack, my dog, in the house, get your truck, go back, get your phone, take it to her. So I did. She needed a ride. Her mom had put her out. They've been arguing. She needed a ride to her aunt's house in Shenandoah. I said, yes, come on in. My name's Joanne. She said, my name's Zion. <laughs> she spoke very openly, and I won't go into the details, but it was that holy, sacred time as I drove her to Shenandoah and got her to the safety of her aunt's house. And I told her I would, I would stay outside to make sure she got in safely. She did. Door opened. She gave me the thumbs up. She went in. I drove away and immediately I broke into a sob. Because I had prayed for God to interrupt my life. Within 20 minutes, He did. And it wasn't just an interruption. It was this easy interruption. You see, it was a little after 9 when I was walking. I had a conference call at 10 that I was going to be taking at my home. So I was thinking, okay, as I was walking to my house, I had met Zion. And I'm thinking, okay, God, um, I just prayed for an interruption. Uh, I've got, you know, less than an hour. If, if I really need to take her somewhere, and this is truly a crisis, okay, you know how our logical mind works. I was thinking through what I would do, what I would say. I'd call the person and say, we can't have the conference call now. I've got an emergency. Whatever, whatever. God worked it out. All I did was answer what he told me. And I heard very clearly, again, not an audible voice, but as I was trying to work through, okay, God, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do? God very clearly said into my spirit, I just need a willing heart. In our series, Beyond Belief, God is saying to you and God is saying to me, I just need a willing heart.
Today we're going to focus on serving. And I have asked Kevin Daniel to come and share. He, he doesn't want it to be about him. And you know Kevin. He's, he's humble enough. It, it's not about him. But there is a way that God is going to speak to each one of us through the testimony of Kevin. Because God is calling us to get out of our heads and to combine our head and our heart and figure out how God is calling us to work. Do we have the handheld somewhere? Thank you, friend. Yes, have a seat, my dear brother. So I ask you simply to open your hearts to what God might be saying to you through Kevin. And I have asked him several questions. And he's just going to share. I've asked him to kind of share what ministries he's involved in, what motivates him to serve, how serving deepens his relationship with Christ, and then what he would like to tell those of you who are not serving, either in the church or the community. This is going to be powerful stuff. This is not just, oh, Joanne didn't want to preach today, so she called on somebody else. This is a testimony of faith. So I pray that you will open your hearts to receive what God has to say personally to you. Thanks, my brother. All right. Okay, there we go. All right, thank you uh, for having me. Uh, I'd like to open up a prayer if I could, please. Father God, Lord, we just come to you this morning with humble hearts, Lord, and I just pray that anything that comes from my mouth is, is me being a vessel of what you would have me to say, Lord, to the people here this morning, Lord. We just uh, thank you so much for the, the bodies that are here in the chairs, Lord. We brave the, uh, the inclement weather that we've had. It would be such an easy time to, to lay in bed this morning, Lord, but they're here, and they want to hear what you have to say, and I pray that you will give me those words to speak. Father, I pray that, that they know that the words that I speak are, are coming from you and, and not about me. It's not about me. Anytime that I, I use a, a personal reference, Lord, that it's, it's just me being the vessel that you called me to be. Father, I just pray that we'll uh, take these opportunities that we have, not only within the walls of this church, but in our community, in our schools, in our workplaces, to serve you, Father. For that's what we're called to do, to be the hands and feet of Christ. I just ask all this in your name. Amen. Um, as you said, my name is Kevin Daniel. I've been attending church here for, uh, since 2004. And uh, I grew up in the church. Uh, I grew up in a Baptist church uh, up in uh, Powder Springs, Georgia. I grew up in Marietta. And uh, my father was very active in the church. Uh, he was a deacon. Uh, those of you who've been to Baptist Church know when you go uh, take communion there, you have the little cups that they pass around. And, and I remember many a time helping him uh, after after a communion service that particular morning, uh, helping him clean out the cups and clean up. Uh, just, you know, being the example and being the hands and feet and just uh, seeing what he did and how he was involved. He was a, uh, a counselor with the Royal Ambassadors, which is a program for young boys uh, that's a part of the Baptist church. Uh, just, just you know, just a godly man, and, and I just, you know, had that influence in my life, and, and just seeing the type of life that he led and who he is has just kind of made me who I am today. Um, there's a verse in Proverbs, uh, chapter 22, verse 6. If 
uh, when you get that up. Start the children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Um, you may or may not notice, uh, you know, we like to incorporate the children in this, this service. Um, I, I want the kids to, to know that they're just because they're children doesn't mean that they're not capable of ushering. Doesn't mean that they're capable of doing anything that we're capable of doing as adults, and I don't want them to feel like they're inferior to us in any way, shape, or form. Uh, when I was in the eighth grade, from the time I was in eighth grade until I was a senior in high school, uh, our family became a foster home. And uh, we, uh, during that time period, uh, we had uh, approximately 50 children come to our house uh, at one, you know, one way, shape, or form throughout that time. Some of the children was for as little as one night where we got a call and we got a police car in the in the driveway at midnight and the, the child, you know, the parents have a court hearing the next morning and they go back into custody or, or go back to a family member. Uh, so, you know, just being in that environment just uh, helped it still be uh, a love for children. And um, it, it, it helped me prepare to be a parent and to be a father. Uh, you know, that's just another example of, of you know what my family had done to uh, you know to serve was to, to serve as foster parents for these children who didn't have a stable, stable home life. Um, as I got into high school, I uh, I would, would help with our uh, extended session program, which is the, the comparable to jam. Uh, we would uh, I would help you know watch the little toddlers and the, the little children. Uh, I would help usher in the, in the service. I. Uh, I came here and uh, and just you know started you know plugging myself into different areas, finding out who needed help and where they needed help. Uh, you know, growing up in the church, I was uh, I was baptized uh, at, the, at the age of seven, and I uh, I don't feel though that uh, until I was asked uh, by Craig Fox to go and walk to Emmaus that I was really you know. Baptized, so to speak, figuratively. Uh, maybe literally I was, but figuratively I had not been. And going on that three-day weekend, which many of you have heard about, um, it's it's an opportunity for you to build and, and grow yourself as a Christian and go back to your church and to, to help build up others. So uh, I went on the walk to Emmaus and I come off and I'm on the spiritual high and, and uh, John Wells was leading my confirmation program at the time. John and Terry approached me one morning after early service and asked if Julie and I would, would help with the confirmation program. So we uh, we gladly accepted, and uh, we had a nephew who was going to be in sixth grade going through pre-confirmation, and we decided at that time that we would commit to help him with this program until our youngest daughter, who's, who's now in fifth grade, went through. Um, so we've been able to, to spend the time with, with many children who are here in this audience today, and, and we look forward to those that we'll have next year. Um, and we intend on progressing through and helping with our youth program after that. When I went on the uh, walk to Emmaus, that was in uh, 2009, and we helped and started helping in confirmation in 2009. I got plugged into a a uh, program called Chrysalis, which is the youth version of the Walk to Emmaus. It's for young adults ages 15 to 24. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's just a, another way, another three-day weekend and a three-day movement 
Uh, there are others out there called Casario, Via de Cristo. Those are uh, opportunities that we had to, uh, to serve those communities and come back and try to build up young people in this church. The Lord called me to, uh, to go on a trip to Brazil. I had
first part of the following year, uh, we're on a trip, and, and I'm not one to read, uh, but I uh, I took a couple of books with me, and I started reading a book that Joanne talked about, The Not a Fan Book by Kyle Adam. And that's, that book just really spoke to me, and I said, I'm going to lead a study on, on, on that book one day. And I kept talking about it, talking about it, and talking about it. And I have a, uh, a, an accountability group that I meet with. Uh, a couple of the guys are here this morning, Daniel and, Craig and Travis and Craig and, and Matt and, uh, and, and a few other guys, uh, Logan. And, and we, uh, we hold each other accountable. Um, we meet twice a month. And that's part of, uh, you know, when we went through the Walk to Omegas, that's part of what you're supposed to do is to get plugged into an accountability group, hold each other accountable and build each other up. So, uh, you know, every time we meet, you know, we, we'll talk about, you know, when are you going to do that study? When are you going to do that study? So I bought uh, 30 books back in uh, the summer of, of that year. And uh, uh, a few weeks ago in, in Ironman, uh, which is a, an organization of, of non-denominational organization that we meet every Wednesday morning at the First Baptist Youth Lounge. Um, the guys, we've done some book studies in the past and, and uh, we haven't done one in a while. And they said, you know, we need to get on a book. And I said, you know, I prayed about it and thought about it. And I, I pulled the book back out and started reading it again. And I said, I'll do it. I'll step up and, and, uh, and, and, and serve as a leader. So this is something new for me. We had the first lesson this past Wednesday and we've got six more. Seven, seven weeks of it. Uh, so uh, that was an opportunity to uh, to do that. And it, it was from me making myself available to go to Brazil and to instill that knowledge in me that I learned through those intensive Bible studies. Um, while I've been here on the church, uh, we've, we've taken over leadership of the confirmation program, uh, served on the administrative board, uh, I'm going to be serving on the church council. Um, I've helped usher at, at both the traditional and the regular services. These are just opportunities and these are things that I've done. And, and there's, I know there's so many people out here that I can look in this room and see the things that you've done and you do in this church and in this community. I made myself available in, uh, in, in 2013 to go to Guatemala. My nephew... Uh, you know, talking about some of the things that I had done, going through the walk to Emmaus, going to Brazil, um, Adam, you know, going to Ironman, and, and, you know, I've just seen how Adam's got plugged in those things and how much he's grown. And he was here speaking several weeks ago with Ryan about how God's worked in his life. So uh, I just encourage you to make yourself available. Um, again, uh, serving doesn't have to be within the four walls of this church. It could be through things such as the glow run. It could be through helping out with bridging the gap or meals on wheels or one roof. Uh, many of the organizations we have here, there are tons of opportunities out there. Uh, children in your schools, you can help. I know that there's always a need for the older children, the mentor, the little the younger children who may not uh, have the help in their homework that they get. Um, there's opportunities to serve others through uh, providing meals for those who are sick, um, for those who have lost loved ones. So there's so many opportunities to serve out there. And when I went through the Walk to Emmaus, uh, I had grown up in church, as I mentioned, but I, I wasn't in the Word uh, on a daily basis. And one thing that I got out of, of 
going through that was uh, I started uh, doing the Upper Room Devotion. And that's something by the, the Methodist Church that, uh, you know, we have brochures over there by the, uh, the, the little booklets. It's a big, it's about bi-monthly, I guess, it's every, every two months. Every, it covers, yeah, it covers every two months, but two months at a time. So I got into uh, to reading that on a daily basis, and that's how I started my morning with that prayer. And uh, it was through reading the upper room, uh, a verse spoke to me, and it just was applicable to um, what I would say with my life verse, because I did not have one before um, before I got, into, uh, got to reading that. It's First uh, Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the works of the Lord, because you know that your, that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So that's the life verse that uh, that spoke to me. I encourage you to um, make up at the. I encourage you to find your gift through doing a spiritual gift or, or gifts. If it's more than one, through doing a spiritual gift survey. Uh, I would hope that you pray that you're going to use your gift to the glory of God and to benefit others. And then I uh, pray after that that you make yourself available. I'm, I'm busy. We're all busy. I mean, I, I work 40 plus hours a week like many people here. I've got two small children. Um, but make yourself available because the blessings you get from serving are far more than you ever imagine. It's, it's just a blessing for me to see and to be able to serve and be the hands and feet and to do the things that I'm able to do. And I look at it as a, I get more out of it helping the compromise than they realize. I mean, it, it blesses me more than it does them probably. Uh, I know Joanne's got a few things she's going to talk about, some of the, the various ministry areas and ways that we can serve within our church. I appreciate your time and, and I... Uh, I encourage you to uh, make yourself available, use your gifts, and uh, there have been numerous people here who have been on mission trips and have been through the Walk to Emmaus or, or other movements such as Christmas that would be glad to talk to you and, and fill you in on those and what those are about. Thank you. Amen. opportunities to plug in to the life of this church as we serve God and then reach out into our community.